0: There is no such thing as safe plastics. That's the moral of this uh, episode. This paper here I'm, I'm going to read from a little bit it was published in 2015, eight years ago, and it's called Bisphenol S and F, a systematic review and comparison of the hormonal activity of Bisphenol A substitutes. So this was published in um uh, 2015, eight years ago, and they did a systematic review of 32 studies, 25 were in vitro, and seven were animal studies. And basically, the authors state that the majority of these studies examined the hormonal activities of BPS and BPF and found their potency to be in the same order of magnitude and of similar action as BPA, and these, are, these effects are estrogenic, anti-estrogenic, androgenic, and antiandrogenic, right? In vitro and in vivo. BPS also has potency similar to that of estradiol in membrane-mediated pathways, which are important for cellular actions, such as proliferation, differentiation, and death. So the authors concluded that based on the current literature at in 2015, BPS and BPF are as hormonally active as BPA and they have endocrine disrupting effects. So we're talking hormonal disrupting effects. And um, so that was 2015. So these companies that replaced BPA and um Put on their packaging, BPA-free, proudly, they're throwing us, um, uh, they're, they're, they're playing us for fools because they, first of all, maybe they don't care, but if, if this research has been out for, for years and years, they probably know that these other bisphenols, BPS and BPF, are just as toxic, possibly even more toxic, but they don't know, they do not care, right? don't care. They're just doing what they're told. Uh, just replace this chemical. It, it, uh, as long as it's removed, they've done their job. It's not about the safety of the, of the chemical that they replace it with. So what's the moral of the story? There is no such thing as safe plastics. We cannot uh, trust any plastic products. And I'll be the first to admit I've grappled with this issue um, when my daughter was born, I, I bought a couple of BPA-free water bottles for her. And we were using them for a while. And then eventually I bought those kind of metal thermoses, and, and now I'm trying to transition to glass, uh, using uh, glass bottles for, for liquids. And um, it's hard. It's hard. It's just plastics are so prevalent. And don't, don't even get me started on all, all the toys our kids are being exposed to. It's absolutely sickening, the amount of plastic. And, you know, again, like as a parent, you can't research every single thing. And you're going to the store and say, oh, I heard BPA was bad. This uh, says BPA free must be fine. And it's not. There is no such thing as safe plastics. There is only a lack of evidence uh, uh, showing the the harm and or a suppression of that evidence by industry because changing the materials they use the production methods or perhaps using production methods that are not toxic and materials that are not toxic especially these are all very costly things especially the 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 the, the latter so these companies don't give a damn. These regulatory agencies, they don't give a damn. And you can rest assured these plastics are doing some type of, at the very least, hormonal disruption. So we're talking they're, they are have estrogenic, anti-androgenic effects. There's another paper I was looking at here. Um, it's called Published in 2018 called bisphenol A, alternatives bisphenol S and bisphenol F, interfere with thyroid hormone signaling pathway in vitro and in vivo. So even in the animal studies, they are showing this. And look, there's so many studies. If you start going these rabbit holes, um, just there's so many studies. Showing that these plastics have horrendous, <clears throat> um, horm- hormone, disrupting effects, right? So that kind of explains why, partly explains why so many people have thyroid disorders and other hormonal imbalances nowadays, and obesity and and um, um, metabolic syndrome and all these other things. It's because hormonal disruption is very much plays a role in many conditions and diseases right and we are swimming in endocrine disruptors right and we're we're kind of played a fast one by by the these regulatory agencies because you think you think they give a damn about you and you think the companies are doing their best they're kind of (coughs) operating from a place you know a duty of care and and they want to do good. And yes, it's capitalism. We want to make money, but we're doing what we can to, to provide quality products. They're just providing the cheapest crap they can to maximize profits and reduce any uh, changing in business models and production pipelines and all that stuff. So again, we we have to think about... How can we reduce our use of of these plastics, especially if they're around our children? There's just no other way. There is just no. I wish I wish I had more positive tidings to bring on this front. But and I th- I know many many uh, uh, listeners are already aware of this. Um, look, there's another review paper here published in 2014 a new chapter in the Bisphenol A story. Bisphenol S and Bisphenol F are not safe alternatives to this compound. So (laughs) they've been publishing literature on this for eight, nine years at least. And God knows how long it would take for these. And what will happen? What will happen if if there's an outcry from the public and there's pressure on whatever the FDA or, or um, the EPA or whatever agencies in the States, what are they going to say? We're now banning bisphenol S and bisphenol F and then bisphenol Z and uh, Q and W. are gonna <laughs> What are they going to do? Are they going to put an onus on these uh, companies that they have to do safety testing on all of the chemicals that they use? I don't think that's going to happen. So we just have to start thinking about uh, when it comes to to children, really we have to reduce reduce as much as possible what plastics we buy, what we value as 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 kind of as good gifts for our children, and definitely utensils and and bottles. I think that's one area at the very least, especially if there's going to be hot food in it in them or hot drinks or. Uh, uh, food that has a, a significant fat content because <clears throat> a lot of these compounds are lipophilic. So at the very least, we have to just see what's around our children and ourselves on a daily basis uh, and just remove the biggest offenders. For example, here I have my, my water bottle. It's made of glass. It was 2 euro, I believe. It's got a flip top. It's I have a few of them and before I leave the house, usually, if we're going somewhere like to the beach or or even sometimes whatever to a restaurant or to a friend's house i'm gonna fill fill a couple of bottles and I just bring my own water because I don't know uh first of all, in restaurants, I know what garbage water they sell out of plastic or uh, God knows what uh at friends' houses most people that that I know don't really have this uh, use distillers or reverse osmosis they maybe use a brita filter or they buy. Water in plastic jugs and stuff like that. So, I just bring my own reverse osmosis water in this bottle, and that that kind of solves the problem. Once you get used to it, it's not really that big of a deal. You enjoy the the, the taste of, of of your own water that you're used to, and not some kind of weird, plasticky, smelly, weird water from from a plastic bottle. Let's say in the restaurant or or at the zoo or wherever you are. So simple little things like that that we do on a daily basis can can pay dividends for a long time. Because with these endocrine disruptors, it's not like you're going to feel it tomorrow, right? These are toxic exposures that accumulate over time. And then you're going to have at first, unless it's an acute exposure, you're going to have nebulous, vague, hard to define symptoms. It could start with just fatigue or trouble sleeping or, or loss like general loss of libido or just something very difficult to pinpoint. And usually we go like that for months, years, and sometimes decades before an overt (coughs) diagnosable pathology develops. And then we can go get the diagnosis. And usually then we're, we're not even die. We're not even helped. Then we're just kind of the, the symptoms are treated or, um, it's made worse, <clears throat> so we have to understand, we're getting sick, the reason people are so sick and unhealthy nowadays is there are very few reasons. The The biggest reasons are nutrient deficiencies, nutrient excesses or certain excesses of certain things in the diet like polyunsaturated fatty acids, uh, that's a big one, and um, just toxicity. From dozens and dozens, of daily exposures that individually are tiny but cumulatively are are really big and they really accumulate over time and they deplete energy reserves, antioxidant reserves nu- nutrients, uh, minerals vitamins over time they deplete those things and then when you start getting depleted and usually it takes, it can take 10-15 years uh, of, of being an adult <clears throat> for that to happen and then we're 35, 40, <clears throat> and 50, whatever. And then we start developing problems and we're told it's because you're getting old. Well, mm, to an extent maybe, but a lot of it is because we've been accumulating a lot of damage, dysfunction, uh, and toxicity along the way that we've, we're con- uh, more and more unable to properly detoxify and repair the damage. So when it comes to our kids, yes, you might not see problems now, but if you look at kids uh, getting um, uh, uh, entering puberty earlier or having uh, uh, weight issues and a ton of other stuff going on, a lot of that stuff is hormonal, hormonally mediated. And what are these things that we're talking about here? Bisphenols and plasticizers and a bunch of other things. They're endocrine disrupting chemicals hormonal system disrupting chemicals so we really have to start looking at what is, where is the low-hanging fruit or where are the big impact areas in our daily day-to-day life that we can start to to make some positive changes and it could it could literally be just whatever you have in the house it stays let's say you just replace the plastic bottles that you use, right? And the, and the, the shakers, the gym shakers and you know those uh, protein shaker shakers, whatever. Uh it could just replace those. And just don't try not to buy plastics for your kids or, or whatever plastic items you, you buy. Think about do I do I really need this? Is there a wooden alternative? And just kind of start making making little changes like that. Over time, if a lot of if dozens or countless of minute toxic exposures um add up negatively over the months and years and decades likewise a small change here a small change there removing toxic exposure here removing toxic exposure there also positively accumulates and before you know it you over the space of a few months um you just you just have removed uh, tens, dozens, whatever, multiple, di- different, small sources of exposure. And th- these are the kind of things we're doing them now. It's an investment without, you-, you, won't really, you won't really see the benefits necessarily tangibly, maybe for decades. And even then you won't be able to, to uh, you-, you can't clone yourself and say, okay, this, this version of me is going to live in a toxic soup. And then this version of me is going to try to make the environment as pristine as possible. You can't really do that experiment. But if you were to do that, I assure you, the one that goes, expends a little bit of effort to clean up the environment from these plastic uh, endocrine disrupting chemicals and all the other stuff I talk about, the diet, the water, shower, shower water, shower filters, air filters. The more of those things you do, the more likely you're going to be healthy and thriving into old age and your kids will also be healthy and thriving into old age otherwise it's it's much more likely we we're we're just going to become statistics like all the other folks succumbing to the countless thousands of diseases that we now have developed in the modern world that uh, many of which didn't even exist 200 years ago so Think uh, that will be a short one today. Again, just to summarize, there are there is no such thing as safe plastics. BPA don't mean sorry. <laughs> BPA free don't mean jack squat. Jack squat. Thanks for listening. See you on the next one.